Hello and welcome to Keanu Club, like a cool breeze over the mountains. This is episode 5, Youngblood, from 1986. I'm Joey Lewandowski. And I'm Mike Manzi. And with us, we have our number one returning guest in terms of both in our hearts and also in frequency from Cage Club, Tobin Addington. Hello, Tobin. I can't get enough. It's good, good to be here, guys. <laughs> and Tobin will be back a whole lot for Keanu Club, but he kicks things off with this movie. Yeah. A hockey movie from 1986, starring Rob Lowe and Patrick Swayze. So my my number one thing with this movie is that like you see so many movies today where like the women are sexualized, there's gratuitous nudity, but here there's really only like one woman in the movie, and she gets topless later in the movie. But the whole like first half, we just have shirtless dudes and like Rob Lowe butt. This is a movie that women can get behind like i guess you know you bring your girlfriend to the movies for like a date and like it's like a hockey movie starring a bunch of guys but like there's stuff here for the ladies too there is a lot of gratuitous male yeah i guess nudity you would say a lot of muscle shots a lot of gratuitous male muscle shots in this movie <laughs> and uh and yeah there's, there's just some equal opportunity when you balance out well not fully equal but more equal opportunity when you balance out the 80s in terms of the amount of uh breast shots you do get in, in the in the in the air it's only fair it's only fair that, that there's some some equal opportunity here sure yeah and this is r-rated as well so they're taking full advantage of that i feel and yeah for a teen sports film you're right gratuitous i'd say not just not just with the sort of the sex but the violence later on as well they really go for it here and date date movie definitely i think all that all the sports and violence for, for the guy sitting there and then the girl gets to look at beautiful uh patrick swayze for for two hours and beautiful rob Lowe. you can't you can't forget about beautiful rob Lowe. and the hair the hair oh yeah the hair the flowing hair <laughs> yeah i kind of love this movie the only criticism i have about it and specifically in terms of what we're doing here is there's just not enough keanu in it mm. that he plays the team's goalie and he's in it an okay amount, I guess more than some of the other things that we've done so far. This movie is really just about four people. It's about Rob Lowe, Patrick Swayze, Rob Lowe's girlfriend, and then the coach. And like that's pretty much it. Like They don't really have any concern with fleshing out any other characters or really sort of going more in-depth. It's just these four guys, and the other are sort of just kind of fillers. Even Rob Lowe's rival, Racky, the big goon from the opposite team they don't really spend a whole lot of time on him right every everyone else um is really on the peripheral and keanu is pretty much a background player he has a few lines but for the most part yeah he's he's goalie and and he's just there so the name of the movie is young blood it's named after rob lowe's last name his name is dean Youngblood, which is kind of an amazing name <laughs> i'm not even sure what keanu's name is in this movie he, i guess he's just heaver yeah yeah, it's just his just his his ice name. I don't even know if they were do they refer to him by name or they're just sort of like no. an introduction at one point and that's it. No, you can catch a last name on the back of his jersey. Uh, it goes by real fast, and I didn't slow down to write it, and it didn't seem pronounceable because hey guys, let's <laughs> let's bring this up. He's got an accent here. He's playing French. He's French Canadian in this movie. 
Yes, when his when his first line came up, I wrote down, "Is that a Russian accent?" Question mark. <laughs> I wasn't sure what he was doing, and then the next time it was it was he has I forget exactly what the line, but he says "animal" in the line. I'm like, "Oh no, he's French Canadian, isn't he?" Where that man is fucking an animal. Because <laughs> the movie takes yes. place, we should say, largely in Canada, right? Rob Lowe's from the United States, from New York, but then goes to Canada to play for this hockey team. So Heaver, the, the Keanu Reeves character, is the, the token French-Canadian character in the movie. And what I kind of love about this point in Keanu's career is that, you know, it takes place in Canada. We know he's Canadian. We've seen him play like a hoodlum, which I don't think fits in with his character, or his actor, Keanu the person. However, we saw him in Letting Go as like this punk kid, stereo teen. Here we have him as a hockey player. We know Canada loves hockey, but it turns out that Keanu Reeves had hockey experience upon being cast, was named MVP and nicknamed, quote, The Wall for his goaltending capabilities. So even though Keanu's not really in these early movies too much, I like that he's picking roles or getting cast in things that are like near and dear to his heart, that they're things that he's passionate about, they're things that he's good at, they're things that make sense for him to do in terms of his acting career, I think. Yeah, and you know, a lot of young actors, when they get these early roles, you know, you hear about them diving into them, you know, maybe over-researching them in some way. But here's one that comes a little pre-fit for him, right? That he was such a such a good uh, hockey player beforehand, and then apparently trained with two of the of the pros who who were sort of, they were in the movie a little bit, but I think they were mostly just there to, to, to train the actors. And, and apparently, uh, the stories go that Keanu went out of his way to train uh, with these guys. And partly, I'm sure, because it was fun, but also partly because, you know, he's trying, to, he's trying to, to take this role seriously, you know? Sure. Yeah, and you see him running drills with the team at one point, too. So he's really doing stuff out there. Um, unfortunately, when he's on the ice, his, his face is mostly covered with these awesome goalie masks. So you're never quite sure <laughs> if he actually is in all of those shots. But I, I like to believe he is. One thing that's kind of interesting is later on, Keanu's going to return to the sports film genre with a, a football film. I think even a maybe a baseball film. I'm not sure. But, yep. but he never comes back to hockey. So hopefully down the line, maybe he'll get back to that. This is such an exciting part of Keanu Club, like really early on in Cage Club, where we have so many movies ahead of us that I have literally, I know literally nothing about. You know what I mean? That he might be in a hockey movie. I don't think so. I don't, based on, you know, DVD covers and stuff. But who knows? Like, who knew that for Cage Club, the boy in blue would be about sculling? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's just... The possibilities are endless, and I love seeing Keanu in this movie, and I, I tweeted after the movie, after I watched the movie, that I would watch a hundred hockey movies with Patrick Swayze. Like, he is so <laughs> good in this role, and so good in this movie, that, I mean, it's really Rob Lowe's movie, you know, that he's the star, and he's the guy we're following, but just, like, Swayze is just so good in this movie that, like, I would watch him in so many hockey movies. Yeah, this is a quintessential 80s, like, heart of the 80s, 80s movie, from the synth score to the sort of smoke in the in the in frame, you know, both literal and, and that the people are smoking, <laughs> but then also that like when when they're in these in the opening and closing in the movie, there are all these like shots on the ice where they pumped in all this smoke uh, and and some training montages with Rob Lowe, and then the fact that it's yeah, it's Rob Lowe and Patrick Swayze as as the two leads of this movie, like they sure. just it just you know <laughs> through and through you you could you could turn on almost any scene in this movie and know exactly when it was made. 
And what's also great is over the closing credits, there's like that power ballad sort of like 80s sports movie terrific theme song that I just love. I don't know. I guess it was in my brain somewhere that this should be coming. And then when it kicked on, I was like, yes, this is what's been missing. This is exactly the way to end this movie. Just over the credit, just like this perfect, perfect song. Swayze and Rob Lowe have really good chemistry in this film. They played brothers in The Outsiders a few years earlier. And it's also kind of crazy that uh, I had no idea Keanu and Swayze would cross paths this soon. You know, they come back together in a major way later on. So, uh, So it's kind of funny when they're in the locker room and you see Patrick Swayze walking by and then you see Keanu behind him balancing toilet paper on his head. You're like, oh man, one day they're going to oh, be. it was toilet paper? I, th- I wasn't sure if it was a cup. I don't know. Like the first, uh, yeah. That's the first time we see him, right? He just like crosses the screen wordlessly, just balancing something on his head. It's kind of amazing. Yeah, it's even crazier to think they'll be jumping out of airplanes together one day. <laughs> I think there might have been a shot of Keanu at the tryouts hanging out um, on the bleachers with everybody wearing the red sports coats because yeah. uh, the red, him in the red sports coat reminded me of letting go because it looked exactly like the, the uh, Letterman jacket he was wearing. In that. Oh, sure. So, oh, maybe he is stereotene. <laughs> <laughs> so in this movie, I guess just the hockey players, the new hockey players, while they're looking to sort of get settled, they stay at this boarding house with this old woman, not really old woman, but she's probably in her 50s or 60s, named Miss McGill. And apparently the initiation into this house is that she just sleeps with all the young hockey players. And you don't realize that, I don't think, at first. And she, like, whips out this stack of hockey cards. And, like, thinking back on that scene after you see them off screen have sex, it's like, oh, she's had sex with all those professional hockey players. It's like they've all, like, come through her home. They've all been with her. And we see Keanu with his first line. He and one of his teammates are just looking in the room, watching them do that, watching him get initiated into this town, into this boarding house, into this team. And it just, it's so weird and just so goofy. She do it to me last year, huh? She do it to me last night, huh? It's pretty crazy. And right from the start, I was like, I can't believe they're going there. Uh, she is clearly a cougar coming on to Rob Lowe and sure. has his has her eyes just, you know, on him from the start. <laughs> and it's just hilarious that they that they go there. I just think it's 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 kind of funny that he has gone to his first practice and kind of gotten the crap kicked out of him. Now he's going to this boarding house and he's he's definitely going to have a roll in the hay here with this lady. It's kind of, he's like becoming a man in a weird way. He's left the farm, he's in the city, he's on his own, like he's having all these experiences. It's just that they're happening like one after another in rapid succession because it's a movie. So it, it kind of some of it feels a little off tone and, and very unexpected at moments. Yeah, there's a lot of initiation in 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 the early part of this film, which you know these initiation sort of rituals, I guess that 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 he ends up going through. I mean, just before he gets to the boarding house, he he gets his pubes shaved by the team. 
So, so let's find out. Let's see if that comes up again in Keanu Club anywhere. Uh, <laughs> and the sex with Mrs. McGill is so matter of fact. You know, like she he gives her like two looks as she starts taking off her top, and then bam, they're 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 just they're going for it, and the tea's rattling. Yep. And then you get the shot of Keanu and the other teammate peeking in through the the doorway to see what what's going on. And, and it's it's one of those times that you that you begin to get you know, a glimpse of the, are they, are, let me ask you this question. Is Keanu supposed to be playing kind of dim? Like, is this a Bill and Ted kind of character? It seemed that way a little bit to me, but I, again, he's not on enough maybe to really tell. I think he's just, you know, it's a hockey player. And so it's kind of the, maybe just not like simple minded, but just not the most intelligent person. Yeah. I, I don't, I really don't know. I just, I think what you said is right that we just don't see enough of him to really get an accurate judge right. of him. I mean, he's not necessarily the smartest from a couple of <laughs> lines that we see, but it's sort of, I mean, I think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, that they just don't bother fleshing anybody out. So everybody could be smart or dumb. Right. We just don't really know, and the, the director and the writers just don't seem to care. Later on, when, when it's definitive that he's French-Canadian, I just sort of took it as he's the foreigner, maybe, or just that he's mm-hmm. just he was raised at a different culture, and maybe English is his second language to a degree, or he just doesn't get a lot of the social cues, perhaps, that, you know, Patrick Swayze and Rob Lowe instantly pick up on. Uh, and the next scene is hilarious, too, because they're all out celebrating the fact that... Uh, that Rob Lowe has slept with, with Mrs. McGill, you know, and Patrick Swayze is <laughs> yeah. making a toast, and they're all Eskimo brothers. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. Oh. <laughs> hey, cheers, Miss McGill. Yeah. Yeah. That bar scene is kind of the best scene in the movie. It's just that they take him out, and this is another form of initiation, right? Right. Where they just keep buying him shots and keep buying him drinks and just... As he takes a shot, as he, like, pounds it back, they all just toss it over their shoulders, and he shows up to practice the next morning completely wrecked, and he's just not able to do anything. I wish there was more of that in this movie. Like, I really like this movie a whole lot from start to finish, but that scene, there's just this energy, and there's this level of fun, and maybe just because I just saw everybody want some, but it sort of reminds me of that. Like, it's like this 80s bunch of dudes hanging out, just trying to pick up chicks, just drinking with their buddies. And, like, there's, like, this life there. It's just, like, such a great scene. And poor Rob Lowe has no idea what he's getting into. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot of chemistry between these guys. And, and uh, uh, you know, and now we're we're watching it looking for Keanu, right? Like, we're watching it with him in mind. And so, you know, we pick up on it more maybe. But I, I, I would imagine that if there had been more scenes between the guys, he is a character who we would have spent more time with, right? If, if only because... You know, he has the, clearly the different accent, the different background, and, and that that sort of adds to – and then this kind of vacant quality to, to him that is, that's kind of charming in a way. Again, maybe partly because we're watching with him in mind, but I would have loved to have spent more time with, with Heaver. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we get kind of as close as we can get with that character because the they try to focus on one more teammate, right? The guy who keeps getting these cortisone shots in his shoulder, and at the end he's all suspended and stuff. And even with that yeah. guy, all we really get is that him and Swayze are really good friends until Rob Lowe shows up. And not that he becomes an enemy or anything, it's just he definitely takes a back seat. So that right. we even get single frame shots of Keanu with dialogue close-ups and things like that I think is pretty lucky. It's a step in the right direction for Keanu Club. It seems like he might have even gone out of his way to get himself noticed, possibly Uh created a character, something that they couldn't say no to when they heard it and (laughs) said we have to get him on screen at the end of the day, get that shot. 
That's an inter- interesting question. If he, I wonder if the character was written as French Canadian, or if it, he just showed up on set and started using the accent. I, I mean, I have, I'm obviously, I'm t- pure speculation here, but I, but I do wonder. I do wonder. What's sort of frustrating about it is that just by the nature of him being a goalie, we just don't see his face whenever yeah. they're on the ice. And there's so many close-ups of Rob Lowe's face and Patrick Swayze's face and the guy who plays Racky, the, you know, the, the bruiser on the other team, their rival team. Unlike football, for instance, you're, you just see their face, right? Like you see it like it's like close-up. And Keanu, he's just wearing this mask with a scar on it that's apparently based on a mask that he wore in real life or based on a mask you know, oh, by a by a the Boston famous. Bruins goalie, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's frustrating about it is that and I think what, what Mike was saying earlier, like that might not be him in goal. I'm like, I'm sure it is because it seems like he got cast because he has his hockey experience. Right. But like, we just don't know, and it just, you know, I know that we're watching this both as a movie, but also for Keanu, and just for the Keanu sake of it, it's just kind of annoying. It's tough when the movie's not about that character and you really want more of that. It's almost, he's almost like the Boba Fett of this film in a way. You know? <laughs> he's just like highly stylized and way underused. I mean, other than other than Keanu, other than like, I think it's like a cool character study. It's sort of, I guess, a little cliche. It's cliche in terms of sports movies, in terms of like how they wind up winning in the end, how they get to the end. I think Mighty Ducks kind of ripped off this maybe a little bit. But, you know, I, I like the movie... All in all, I like the the characters. I like the relationship. I think it's kind of expected that the girl that Rob Lowe falls in love with happens to be the coach's daughter, and that's sort of the roadblock that he has to overcome. It's not necessarily wholly original, but maybe that's just because there's been so many sports movies made and maybe, you know, some aped off this a little bit. But I still like this movie sort of from start to finish for a lot of different reasons. Yeah, as you say, this breaks no new ground, right? This is we're not going to use this as sort of a template for how to change the sports movie. It hits all the all the you know all the notes, and if it didn't have the cast that it does, but everything else was exactly the same, it maybe would have been a TV movie. You know, I, I don't know that that it, that it would have been a, a theatrical release, but but given the sort of rising star quality of the main talent, it does the job just fine. I agree as well. I. I... Right from the start, I had a feeling I was going to enjoy this when the opening title sequence, I couldn't tell if it was a dream or reality necessarily <laughs> because of the just awesomely 80s way that it is shot. Um, and I just knew what we were getting in for right from the start. I think it's totally solid. It's got a lot of energy when it needs it. The romance is believable. The games are really well shot and you can kind of taste and feel the sweat of the locker room. I don't watch a ton of sports films like this. I, I'm not the biggest fan of that, I think, but uh, I definitely enjoyed this one. Is there anything else that we want to talk about? Is there anything else in terms of Keanu, in terms of the movie, in terms of anything about Youngblood in general that we want to make sure we talk about before we end? I mean, there's not a whole lot to talk about here, once again, because Keanu's just not in it that much. Anything else, Tobin, that you wanted to cover that we that you oh. made note of? You know, the only other note that I have that I just reminded hearing um, hearing Mike's great description of the opening is that that the thing that gave me the most sort of buy-in early on, uh, before we get to the chemistry of that main cast, is at the very very beginning, before the opening credit sequence, there's a an eight millimeter home movie footage of I think we're meant to believe that it's Youngblood as a kid playing. Do, did you guys get that sense? There's this home, yeah. it's like found footage, right? It's like found yeah. footage of 
of him playing and 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 then and then eventually like a fight breaks out and the the camera gets dropped to the ice sideways and <laughs> and then the dad's rushing in to sort of try to break up the fight or whatever and and i just i thought a, a, a it was a nice sort of way to start the movie you know like sure. it, it sort of alters the convention at the beginning of the sports movie a little bit and then and then also the fact that then it ties up at the end the, the movie ends well, before the very coda, the last coda scene with the with the love interest is the scene, you know, is a fight. The ending of the the sort of championship game is not them winning. It's then afterwards him fighting the sort of the big bad of the movie, you know, like literally fist fighting this guy. And so there's a nice sort of symmetry with that with that opening bit too. I think it just all does point that it's a it's a it's a well made piece, right? It's a well put together film. Yeah, I really like that opening video footage. That I thought was a really nice touch. The only thing I wanted to mention, and I think that might be, I mean, it's possible that this has something to do with it, but supposedly the movie is based around the writer-director's life as a hockey player. And so there could be, I guess, possibility that like that's footage of the director when oh. he was young. Oh. I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't read anything about that. I, I just read the one thing on IMDb that it's based on, loosely based on the director's life as a hockey player. You know, I guess you, you have to wonder when you have like found footage like that, if they filmed it in 1986 and just applied filters to it, or if that's genuinely footage from, you know, the 60s or 70s or whatever. Yeah, I just loved it as as a storytelling device. Uh, you go from that, and then you cut to Rob Lowe skating as an adult. So you know that this character's entire life has been hockey, you know, ever since he was a little boy to now he's 19 years old. So it's just a really great shortcut right there at the top of the film to let you know that, you know, this is his entire life. Mike, any other thoughts? Any um, other thoughts about Youngblood or anything else we wanted to cover? Well, I'm glad Tobin brought it up because somehow I forgot about it, but that end fight is out of control, guys. <laughs> that is one of the most insane things I've seen on camera ever, and I've seen Deadpool this year. You know, like, it is just... They, it's like Street Fighter. They literally start dueling with hockey sticks, and everyone's cool with it. This is like what they came for. Like you said, the game is over and the fight begins. And this is like what it's really all about. I just couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe it came down to a boxing match at the end. Well, I'm not complaining. I just couldn't believe it. You know, I think it was great, <laughs> as a matter of fact. I was talking to my one friend who loves hockey, who loves hockey movies, loves sports movies, loves Patrick Swayze. This movie's like really right up his alley. And he said that apparently in hockey around this time, that just used to happen. Like they used to have like the hockey duel fight where it just basically whoever can knock the stick out of the other one's hand first. So that's not something they made up for the movie. That's the thing that actually happened, which is even almost crazier that that's something that was in real life. That now you just you, you throw the gloves down and you just fight each other with your fists. Back then they had like this duel, like this just sort of guys <laughs> gathering around a hockey duel is weird. Yeah, I don't know. It, 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 <laughs> I don't know if it adds a sense of chivalry to everything, like the way, you know, like someone dueling with an actual foil would, or if it's just like even crazier and makes them look more like madmen. But <laughs> either way you slice it, it made for a great visual and a very exciting conclusion. All right. Well, thank you, Tobin, for joining us for this episode. You will be back. It'll be a little while. You'll be back just two years down the line, but Keanu does a lot between now and then. You'll be back for Dangerous Liaisons, I think, is your next one. So pretty yes. exciting stuff coming up soon. Yes, where he where he is a, a full French in that movie, and <laughs> uh, and there's also dueling. So there's lots of lots of connections there. <laughs> so for all things Keanu Club, you can go to cageclub.me or you can go to facebook.com/cageclub and you can find out about Keanu Club and all the other podcasts on our network. 
I'm Joey Lewandowski. And I'm Mike Manzi. And that was Tobin Addington, and we'll see you next time on Keanu Club. That man is fucking an animal. <laughs>